<laughs> Let's, Let me it, close this door one second. No, it's perfect. It's good that we open this podcast with uh, some laughter from Rob. So we're in a series called Nuggets. We start. <laughs> we, we, we start. Please tell me it's not called it's Nuggets. Called nuggets yeah, Are you kidding? It's no, called it's, Nuggets. It's Nuggets and Disciple Making. Okay, I, so it's I'm these, not going to be on this podcast. <laughs> it's these small things. Can I get sweet and sour sauce with those nuggets or a ranch? Whatever, whatever you want. So week one, last week, we uh, talked about celebrate the little things. Mm. And we're trying to do these kind of in pairs where we talk about the nugget of disciple making and then we interview somebody that we think, quote unquote, they're good at that thing. Um, in fact, as I've sent out emails for invites, I said, you fit in the category of we think you're good at that thing. <laughs> so um, we invited our mate, best mate, Rob. Mate. That's right. I'm bringing that word back. I like it. Rob, bringing it back. We think I've noticed that. We think you're good at that thing of celebration. Thank you. <laughs> he just like, yay! Yeah. Like, thank right. you, thank you for proving our point there, Rob, by sitting there, <laughs> silent, he's stone faced. He smiled though. Yeah, I said thank you. So we, you, you celebrate the little things, Rob. I mean, so like we, we talked about like these are little nuggets, gold nuggets. Right, these little like things that help us in our disciple making journey and seeing new micro churches and leaders emerge and multiply all of the city and blah 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 blah. We're like, dude, you got to celebrate the little things because every big thing, every big story that we hear, we are is just a thousand little stories that are like piled on top of your thing, and you got to celebrate those things or you're not going to see these big yeah. things. Right, it's just all part of it. And we're like, who is a guy that we know or a gal, but you happen to be a guy. Um, <laughs> That is just someone who just celebrates the little things. So, Rob, um, celebrate. Go. Can you just go, go ahead? Show us, show us what it means to celebrate. Let me... There it is. All right. Bum, 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 bum. It's a celebration. I'll give you the... Uh... I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I started this. I'm embarrassed. I'll, get, I'll give you the highlights. Wahoo! It's a celebration. Sorry. I'm going to give you the highlights from the, the previous yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, so celebrating the small things. Yeah, yeah. And the highlights were basically like uh, I, the why we celebrate is because um, this is hard. All the stuff we do is hard. Celebration spurs you on. God is a God of taking little things and, and making them bigger. Um, it combats comparison. It works against uh, a celebrity culture. We talked a lot about the things that we celebrate, like in every phase of the missionary pathway. Here's some little things that we could celebrate. And then we talked about how we do it. Like we do it in solitude in times of prayer. We do it with our teams. We create space to celebrate. We do it in community. And we try to do it immediately. All right, so I'm going to give um, a little context here with just some of the questions that we want to hit. So like who taught you to celebrate? How is that? shaped your own personal culture and then why do you do it while you're thinking about that i'm gonna give some context to say i think like i know what's gone on this week in your own life and in the life of our community and while like while we were prepping for this and i was like it's very interesting that we're doing this interview at the end of this week because just mm -hmm. a heavy week 
Yeah, um, it has been. And I'm not trying to be cryptic. It's just it's just personal, you know. So just mm-hmm. to recognize, like sometimes it's like you're sitting in the middle of a lot of heaviness, and we're going, "Hey, be mm-hmm. up and be high," and mm-hmm. you know, and it's not. I think that's another thing that we should probably bring in light mm-hmm. of celebration is we also are going to be doing it sometimes when it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So you can get into like, why do you, I mean, you don't have to answer the questions I threw out there. I mean, I, I'm just, well, I, I have personally great. like watched your life and I've told you this before, like you approach everything with the positive, like I, I, we'll, we'll be on a text message with three or four people and somebody will say something. And my response is like, Oh, I got to come back with this. And your response is like, this is awesome. I love what you're putting out here. And I'm like, Oh, I should have had that response. I did not have that response. Yeah. So like you lead with a yes, you celebrate even if maybe you don't necessarily agree. Um, and that's celebration from a different direction. Like you're celebrating a person to go like, well, you thought that, so I'm going to go with you and see where it, Jesus takes you. Maybe you're hearing him in ways that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like what, what made you this kind of a person? Well, first of all, thank you, man, for being with me in my sadness and my pain appreciate you acknowledging that um and just for the listeners to know i'm there's been i've had probably four different situations where i've got one friend his uh son is um suicidal i've got another friend who's who's an uh, adult child who basically broke off relationship with mom and dad this week my mom's cancer. We got the CAT scan back and, uh, it's really bad news. Uh, and then we have another dear friend who's in a mental breakdown and, and burning down so many, uh, deep relationships and partnerships because, um, he's not well, you know, it's a mental health crisis. So yeah, it's been like, uh, yeah, an overwhelming yeah. week. Well. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, uh, we had a, again, the, the light is coming to the darkness and the darkness will not overwhelm it. The light wins mm. and just been thinking about Jesus again, coming into poverty, coming into a stable, coming into a time of, um, like demonic political leadership, um, like all the things Jesus was born into. And that he's come into all of it with us. Last night we had our Christmas party with our micro church family, and it was like an act of holy rebellion. It's like we're celebrating, man, and not because we're disconnected from our hearts, because this is true. Like this changes everything. And there was three or four times I literally laughed so hard my stomach hurt. <laughs> you know, and it's all like a foretaste of eventually what's what's going to take over the whole earth. You know. So celebration is, it is, it's a, it's a way to practice hope and faith and to stand with Jesus and say, we, we see the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Mm. And, and that the way, uh, and celebrating small things is like another counterintuitive way of standing with Jesus. Cause like conventional wisdom says, well, a big problem requires a big solution, a bigger solution. Mm. Yeah. Like we have to marshal so many huge things. And, uh, and I know we've all seen 
everybody's listening to this podcast has been overwhelmed in the last three years, like the size of the problems mm-hmm. and the list goes on and on. And when you have the power of the media, you know, with this kind of unlimited access to information, I mean, we're, we just can be pushed into overwhelm like all day, every day, the size of the problems. And there's this illusion, you know, of, man, these big problems, we've got to have these massive, massive solutions. Yeah. And, uh, and the church has really bought into that. Like right now there's this, uh, big rush of like all the, um, like these coalitions of like 50 ministries that are all going to evangelize America together mm. and man, God, God bless it. I want it to work, but I'm also like, man, if we're bringing the spirit of Mm-hmm. Uh, mass production, you know, and that kind of top-down, overwhelming, you know, take back America. Uh, I just don't have a lot of hope in that because what yeah. I look at Jesus and I think he keeps emphasizing um, small things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's like the kingdom of God. He doesn't say it's like the hugest tree that takes it. No, he's like no, it's like. Like there's mustard seed. Yeah. <laughs> like it starts really small. He doesn't start with the big, he starts with the small. It's the smallest of seeds. Mm-hmm. And when it grows and multiplies, it takes over. Then mm-hmm. it takes over. Yeah. You know, it's like the yeast in the dough. It's invisible, actually. Mm. The naked eye. Yeah. And and he's trying to train us to see things differently, you know, to look for that small, transformative, multiplicative thing. And that's why, like last night, you know, um, like a, neighbors that we've helped lead to Jesus, I got pulled aside, I think, five different times last night where, like, they're ministering to me. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. And it's like, see that? Yeah. Like, if that was happening in every neighborhood or network or relationships, it's like, that would change the city, actually. That li- that <laughs> He's literally celebrating things. the small things yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. No, man, that's yeah. so good. I- I'm so glad you're even mentioning the, the mustard seed and the yeast parables, because that, we've referenced that two or three times in this. Uh, I don't know if it was in that episode. I forget. We recorded a bunch around the same time. But, like, <laughs> that picture has been a, a big part of our conversation. It's been, you know, we pray it a lot. I mean, Rob, you and I, you know, in our, our Mondays and Tuesday morning prayers, that's a that's a theme that comes up a lot because we're just continually, mm-hmm. yeah, reminded of the, the kingdom math and the kingdom way that it's not the bigger than better, the bigger and better. I mean, that's as Americans, that's what we think. But the, the, the response continually, not just – not just the mustard seed idea, but continually even this uh, from the first, you know, the, the Old Testament of the gathering of the, the, the beginning of Israel, like the people of God, you know, was yeah. was was a small little. It started so small and through you, you're going to reach all the nations. So reiterated in the, the New Testament, the disciples, just this picture of the small reaches the big. And it's like it's so counterintuitive. But it's it so is, Jesus. It's so the kingdom. Um, I don't know. So, like, you've already unpacked some of this in, in real life ways through your own story. But, like, let's go a little bit further. Like, what are practical things that you, like, when we celebrate little things, what do you see happen? Like, results or what does that look? I don't know. Just, like, in, in, a, in the life of a guy who does that well, what else do you hear with that? Uh, Yeah, it's... it's uh you know, believing, I guess, in the immensity of, 
of smallness. That's mm. that's the way I like to think Ooh, about it. I like that. Go with that. Yeah, that's, that's a podcast title. Right? Yeah, go with that. <laughs> and it, it what fascinates me again about Jesus is uh, how he de- he brings our attention back. He's trying to get us to wrap our minds around the immensity of smallness over and over again. He's like a towel. It's a basin. It's a cup of cold water. Mm. It's a few fish and a few loaves. Yeah. You know, um, and, and making that shift to uh, notice. So one of the things is like you have to cultivate the art of noticing. Yeah. Yeah. And to do that, you have to actually um, cultivate like wonder and contemplation. Like I, I remember, I think it was Victor Frankl's book, um, which, you know, he was in a concentration camp and he, talked about the people who thrived for the people who actually developed this cap- capability mm, yeah that had like could cultivate noticing small good hopeful things and uh and i remember there's a part in there where he talked about um like cultivating the wonder of a child mm. and i remember reading that and i asked jesus so this is one of the things, like you're talking about practical things. I I was probably 21 when I read the book. And I was like, Lord, if you could give me one thing, I pray you'd give me that mm. grace. Like, I want to have the wonder of a child. I want to notice. I want to see the space between the circumstance and my response and, and meet you there to, like, find your goodness, mm. you know, and even in the darkness. And... uh I think he gave me that grace because I asked for it, man. Mm. And I just like everyone who's listening to this podcast, like Jesus said, you have to become like a child, Mm -hmm. you know, and being too adult, like adultness can kill your faith. Preach it. Come on. On so many levels. You're you're answering (laughs) where I was going on another. Well, what the first one of the first questions I asked is who shaped this in you? And it's like, well, apparently Jesus did because you asked him. <laughs> but I was I was writing down stuff, and right before you said that, actually, I, w- I was trying to write down the, the the ideas that you said: wonder, contemplation, art of noticing. And then I skipped a line and wrote, "You have a childlike faith." And then you started talking about it, and I wrote, "Not childish." Like there's a we've talked about this. There's a difference between childlike faith. Sometimes you're childish, but like for the most part, that's like this. It's, I, a, it's a both <laughs> and. Right. But I I remember when we first moved here and our kids were so little and you guys came over a lot more. I mean, like I told people, I said Rob's a better dad than me. Like he walks into my house and doesn't say hello to the rest of us. He immediately goes to the floor, <laughs> and then our kids are like all over him. And it's this beautiful thing that's teaching me. So, yeah. um. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious if it's like purely just that relationship. Like I read a book. No, and no. Asked Jesus, oh man, there's, or like who there's taught you people. wonder and contemplation and art of noticing and like, it sounds like it's a lifetime of all this stuff that's made you who you are. But yeah, there's definitely um, like Michelle has taught me uh, probably the art of noticing more than anyone else, yeah. um, and I think it's because she has the eye of an artist. Yeah, you know, and so she doesn't just see things like she sees into things, mm. you know, and through things. And uh, like, for example, our backyard, because of her is like this bird paradise. Yeah. So if you go to our backyard and look out the window, there's like 30 birds back there. They're all like feeding and we've got like this 
little, uh, um, you know, pedestal. It's got a heater built into it so the water doesn't freeze. And they're all like, whoa! <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. There'd be like 15 Every, birds. Who, who doesn't like a hot tub? Each other <laughs> bird hot tub. <laughs> Everyone with a hot tub has the best backyard. So I'm with you. It is, man. So like in the mornings, like Jesus actually said, notice the sparrow. Hmm. Look at the lily. And the... And the word there in the Aramaic, I can't remember what it is, but it means contemplate. Actually, mm. it's it would it's not just look; it's actually like look into and consider, and and, cons- and that word gets translated consider sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And like I'll start in the mornings with a silent prayer, and I just look at the birds, mm. you know, look at God's taking care of them. So like that art of noticing, where you have to slow down enough to notice the little things and then look into them. And ask the Holy Spirit to give you, uh, you know, the eyes to see. So Michelle has been huge with that um, and helping me yeah. disengage from like an, an intensity, you know, that I have. Um, well, hey, I, I'm, I'm, and, oh, sorry, ahead, sorry, I was jumping in there. I was I was like, this is so practical. I mean, it's so practical on a personal discipleship journey. But like as we're walking the missionary pathway. I mean, it's probably what we talked about last week already, but it's just like, man, like if you don't see into these things a little bit, which I love that idea of seeing, then, then you can just get so overwhelmed, right? With the issue the, here's the thing when you're beginning disciple making of not yet followers of Jesus, like they're just beginning the journey and you think that it's not going to be messy, then you're are sadly mistaken my friend like yeah. the, the nature is gonna be messy it's always people are messy no matter what even if they're following jesus for a long time there's messiness but i'm telling you you get into the lives of people um who are hungry for god but have, have not yet known how much he loves them and they you begin to walk with them and help make disciples of jesus out of them like it it collides with a lot of brokenness, right? I mean, it's the picture of redemption. It's beautiful, but it collides with a lot of brokenness. And so there are times when it's just like hard, you know, and you can actually look at the situations and be like, ah, well, crap, you know, look at this, look at this, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's like, oh my, it's just, it's, it can be overwhelming. But as you, I mean, what you're talking about, you're looking into it and you're celebrating these little things. They're not little at all. I mean, in fact, you're Mm -hmm. training your, your eyes and your mind to see, Mm-hmm. as Jesus sees, and yeah, it's just, yeah. it actually becomes worshipful, but it becomes sustaining for you as a missionary, it right? It's yeah. a sustaining thing to be able to, like, God is doing, he is doing things that I can't necessarily see with the naked eye until you start to train. I mean, I was being encouraged this this past week in one of our prayer calls by a brother, from Mike Jensen, one of our brothers who mm-hmm. joins most of our prayer calls, about a situation with me, with me in ministry and basically saying, uh, a gentle but firm admonishment is like, eh, Jesus sees things that you don't. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a really, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. That's good. Thanks, dude. So, anyway, I just want to affirm Maybe the things that you're you. saying. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, one of the things I've been most encouraged with, with the kind of missional movement in America in the last four or five years is, it is becoming much more uh, integrated in terms of developing that kind of contemplative posture. Mm-hmm. Like mission actually does come out of that. Because if I notice the birds, I'm developing the same set of kind of relational, emotional, spiritual capacities so that when I'm with my neighbor, I can look into them mm. and see where God's at work and see like, oh, there's a little lump of leaven over there. 
And then it leads to naming that. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed how many times, like I, I notice things where God's at work and that other person hasn't noticed it. Mm-hmm. And if you just name like, whoa, bro, think about that. What is, mm-hmm. what's with that? Like, yeah. you know, and you just ask that question to invite, and then they're like, and three or four minutes later, they're like, whoa, oh, that's God at work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and boom, you get to like invite them into that. And that's a key skill of disciple making is like you, t- typically the disciple maker, they, they'll notice that earlier than the disciple mm-hmm. and then helping that disciple notice yeah, and then helping them do that with others so they can be a disciple maker, like that whole art of noticing. Um, yeah. The other person that is big, uh, has been really big with this is um, Mark Beeson, who um, he planted Granger Community Church. As Michelle and I to join that team, and uh, Mark was one of the greatest encouragers. Uh, it's such a gift. Yeah of uh, what Dave Ferguson calls the IC in you conversation. Yeah. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Of like seeing potential in people and naming it and calling it out and creating a culture Mm. of that kind of faith and belief in what God can and will do through people. Like he created um, this thing that was called the, the smooth stone awards that we would do every year. Mm. And he would, get like a, a he'd go find like smooth stones from a riverbed you know and then he would paint on it uh the name of this person in the smooth stone award and then i think he put like a word or two that would describe what he saw in yeah. them and he purposely like really focused on um like paul says hey notice the parts of the body that no one else does yeah and and give them more honor like that was the heart of the smooth stone awards he find someone that like no one is like i remember one of them i'm gonna cry telling this story it was a guy named gene who helped clean and uh and mark said one time he was walking out the building and he's like down on his knees like you know windex wiping it but he's crying and mark's like are you okay are you okay and gene he's like yeah i just i I was down here and I was looking at all the handprints and they're all little people handprints. And so it's all the children. And I, I start praying for the children and God just broke my, he's like praying for children, cleaning off from sticky fingers off of a window yeah. and weeping, you know? Wow. And Mark like gave Gene, you know, the smooth stone awards and like that story filled the church. Yeah. Like everyone's like, I want to be like Gene, man. Yeah. I want to get on my knees and, and serve and then be moved with the love of Jesus to pray for children. You know, it's like, Mark was so good at that. Um, and did it for me personally a thousand times and showed me how to, you know, walk, walk around and look for those people. Yeah. Fine. You always say like, catch people doing the right thing, man. And then tell them and name it. And, um, and he was, um, the best cheerleader. Mm. Um, he, he would joke around like, you know, no, I'm, I'm actually the lead cheerleader. That's my job. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and really would do that almost all day, every day. Um, it was like, he was constantly trying to catch people doing the right thing. And that just took, yeah, yeah. like, I, I do have that yeah. posture. Like yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're our lead yeah. cheerleader. Yeah. You were discipled in that way for mm-hmm. sure. That's what I thought of that. I see in you, I was like, oh, we should have brought that up last week. And then you brought it up. 
and I was I in my head made it super cheesy with like they they talk about it with the, it's the four most important letters in the alphabet or whatever. Uh, Ferguson mm-hmm. writes that in the Hero Maker deal, and I know the C is actually an S. I see. I see what he said. The I. Well, y'all made C. Right, right. Okay. You and Corey made fun of me for that the last time I brought no, it up. I would never. But I was like, oh, never never but the C I works vowels. there. The vowels are the most important letters. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're celebrating they, though. They cost more money. They cost more money. <laughs> they real cost I mean, then, you know, like anyone who's played any like Wordle or anything, you know, you got to do like an R or an S or a T All right. a- after that. But I was trying to make a point with the I see in you could be I celebrate in you. And like if you intentionally made it like I'm celebrating, not just seeing this, it's acknowledging the goodness in them. And yeah, that's just beautiful. So can I, can I buy a vow? I'd like to buy an I and a U. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's such a it's we just dad jokes. It's all over the place. It's so good. Oh, we cel- we celebrate those. We should have uh, filmed this one so that people could see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about a little bit. Of, let's just let's take one more turn and we'll kind of wrap it up with this. Just looking at like how do people begin to practice this? You talked about it. I'm gonna sit and look at the birds. But are there and and you know noticing and calling this out in people when you see it, but I don't know, just other practical oh, things that come to mind. For no, it is, people... It's like, it's those simple things. Like Jesus says things like, um, you know, look, consider. So begin developing a contemplative prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, ask for the Holy Spirit to anoint you with that childlike spirit. And the thing that helps me do that, as Jesus said, don't stop the children from coming to me. I'm like very intentional about hanging out with children like the kids in our neighborhood like i want to play with them mm-hmm. i do play with them <laughs> and it it saves me it heals me mm-hmm. it changes me um mm-hmm. and i think that playing is a very powerful spiritual discipline um and it can be everything from like uh playing basketball um Amen. to whatever playing your guitar yeah. Um, but I do think staying close to children, um, and, it, and sometimes it has to be like not your kids too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I try to play my with kids. my kids all the time. <laughs> it's like let's go have fun. You know what I mean? Let's just go. Yeah. And making up weird stuff that isn't actually that weird. Like we when we were little, we would just when they were little, I'd be yeah. like, okay, today we're going river jumping. Where everything's going to be wet and soaked. Get ready. And they'd be like all right, yeah. <laughs> we're going river jumping. <laughs> <laughs> and I just make up weird things. Like what would, what did I want to do when I was a kid? Then things were too uptight in my home. We didn't get to do. It's like, yeah. we're going to go do all those things. Like mm-hmm. today we're just going to go climb trees and see how high we can get. And we don't care if we fall down. You in? <laughs> we have a disclaimer here. Like, disclaimer. It's like, Let's find a river to jump in and let's climb the tallest tree we can. <laughs> yeah. So disclaimer for all listeners, we do not recommend you to climb the biggest tree and see what happens. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know if there's any lawsuits that we can protect ourselves from. Okay. Good stuff. Like, I feel like this was like, um, hey, this will be a fun episode. Let's just celebrate. But, yeah, yeah. man, a lot of... Half of it will be laughing. A lot of... I don't know. I could almost call them nuggets of gold <laughs> that you just oh. threw out there, man. That was Dang like, it. oh, that's good, good practical stuff and it's a reframing of what we celebrate the things that god celebrates and and we throw out big vision 
I mean, we are big vision people. Like the three of us together are visionary people. Like we're going to reach this city, right? We're going to get pumped about it. We're going to talk about gospel saturation, 21,000 microchurches, and all that stuff that we give our lives to. So it's not like we don't want the the big, but the the mechanism, the way of, it's like our vision's got is so big, but I mean it's got to be zoomed all the way down, um, or we'll never Amen, even, like we just it's like we get lost in it. We get lost in the the, no. the 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 size, the enormity. So, like the big is on on Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I. I I cannot, I've tried to produce the big, it's horrible yeah. for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm just going to focus on the small. Mm. And, and so that's my neighborhood and my neighbors and my family, you know, and the hub team that I serve on. And like, I'm just going to try to be faithful there with those little things, you know, mm. and we, and we trust him to do the Easton the dough trick, right? We trust him to do what we can and he does like we're experiencing that yeah. starting to happen and we've only tasted it yeah yeah like we we to see i think we are going to be because we really tried to be big it's yeah. like no we really tried to be small mm-hmm. you know and yeah. pray big yeah all right it's a, Man, that's good it's a good one to close out. plus the snowblower just started blowing outside i think right so if- yeah I just want to celebrate uh, Corey's house shoes. Yeah, slippers. Show him. Show Here, <laughs> look at these. This we're bro. Re- bro. We're yeah. <laughs> they even look similar. We're oh. recording the week of the what is it? Christmas. The bomb bomb cyclone this or this something. Horrible like that. weather in Kansas City right yeah, now. It's so. cold and it's supposed to get down to negative thirty wind chill Cor- this afternoon. Corey walked in with boots on. And in his left hand was a pair of house slippers, and I was like, "What? What are we doing here? This is how professional." I mean, it's we are. Christmas week. There's no one around anywhere. It's like three people I saw driving. Let's celebrate the little things, baby. So, Rob, thanks for hanging with us. Should have you back on again soon. Just mm-hmm. to laugh. We love you. Yeah, yeah. You know, last thing that Corey you made me think of. So we live in South Bend, and this weather is pretty normal mm-hmm. during the winter. And uh, another thing that um, was like this way of trying to celebrate is we called it the Granger Wolves. And our dogs were the Granger Wolves. And we would wait till it was dark and windy and the snow's blowing. And we would get our uh, all of our winter gear on and walk the dogs and howl as we were walking the dogs. <laughs> What your, your neighbors are like? Who is this? Crazy? What is going on? <laughs> Just write down all of the things you did with your kids oh, and wow. turn it into a book. Oh, like wow. do this with your kids, you'll have more fun. I, I, his thing, it's I don't like, know how to respond to that. It's literally about just being together and everything. Like we're yeah. walking together, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the way Jesus walks with us. So, so anyway, I just we, had to share that. Can we just hear, um, as the, the final noise of this podcast, uh, a howl? Um, <laughs> cut out. Cut out. You got to back out. up. Oh. You got to back up. Well, yeah, we got, we got one loud noise. So one more time. One more time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom is like blocking it. I can't do it. Audio can't handle it. All right. We love you, brother. (laughs) See ya. Peace. See you later, guys.
Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches and every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.